This is Stock Culture. With Stock Culture. Presented by your host, Billy Clement and Ronnie Jones. All right, what's up, everyone, everybody? Hey, welcome to another uh, podcast, another episode of the Star Culture. We're excited to be here today. Uh, before we get to our guest, man, Ronnie Jones, what's going on, bro? What's going hey. on, man? How are you? <laughs> Doing good, man. Doing good. How was the market today? How did the market treat you, man? Actually, good, tell man. me this. What what's was up? the one lesson you learned today from the market, man? Like, I feel oh, like you've you been having some, some good lessons, man. So share one lesson you learned today from the market. Man, so <clears throat> one thing I learned is... When you got your money, take your money because it can reverse on you quick. <laughs> <laughs> In other words, people take profit, take profit, please. Yes, sir. Take profit. You never go broke taking profits. You know, when you right. feel like you got to take profit. Just take it, man. Don't even wait too long. On our show tonight, man, we excited to have Boss Gang VIP Will, man. What's up, bro? Welcome to the show. We're excited to have you. Talk to the people, man. Yeah, I'm definitely excited to be here with you guys, you know, trying to move culture uh, forward with stock culture. Um, definitely. So, you know, our people need to be in- involved. So people like you are, you know, helping move the culture forward. We definitely um, need more of that. Um, me, I try to do the same thing, you know, Alpha Pack. Try to bring a good energy a lot of insight to different aspects of investing you know there's there's a there's a, a world around us that exists that a lot of people are not even familiar with so we're at the beginning of this and i'm trying to spread all this new information um, absolutely, absolutely. That, that we haven't been, that we haven't been uh, blessed enough to, to to have access to which we do now so. yes yes we definitely have access to a lot more information these days man so that's 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 very helpful yeah, man. So before we get started, man, like one of my one of our questions that we usually ask, we ask people to take us back, man, because I feel like people can relate to you more if you can tell them like your your beginnings before you actually got into the stock market, before you got into the whole investing world and stuff, just to kind of have people relate to you a little bit. Because I feel like sometimes we have so much knowledge, we talk all these terminologies that we kind of miss other people being included in this whole journey, man. So take us back, man. How how was how was growing up? How was uh, how was life when you know, in your beginning stage? So for me, uh, growing up, I would say I was pretty poor. Um, I wouldn't say the poorest, but below middle class, certainly barely um, making it. Mom and dad, separate houses growing up. They were married, got divorced. So it was separate homes growing up, going back and forth between, like, say, Long Beach and Compton. Um, I graduated from Centennial High School in Compton. So I just remember even going to class um, in junior high school, high school. We didn't even have books. So this is in Los Angeles County um, education system. And I'm in school. We don't even have books. Um, yeah, it's crazy. One thing I did learn growing up was uh, the value of hard work and um, being an entrepreneur. So I would do everything from cut grass, walk dogs. I was the original Instacart. I was, I was <laughs> <laughs> everybody in the neighborhood, you know, people used to get the social security checks. And I'm going down, it was, a, it was a liquor store called Smitty's Liquor Store. Nice to go to Smitty's Liquor Store, you know, I made my money. They always said, hey, go ahead and get something for yourself. I would run to the swap meet, get people socks. Um, I used to fix bikes. I used to fix uh, flat tires. Um, I sold candy. Uh, it got to the point where I had more money than my parents. Yo, that's great. And I might have been. <laughs> so because you... They didn't, they had bills. I'd have bills. So it's pretty much everything I was making, I was keeping. Um, I remember one summer my dad told me, he said, you know, whatever you make, 
this summer, I'll match it. I think I ended up making about $1,500 uh, that summer, and he was blown away. He gave me 250 He figured I'd make about 250 I know he had this predetermined amount, amount in, his, in, his, in his head already. But just growing up, I didn't have much, um, but I, I did understand the value of hard work um, and being an entrepreneur because I had more money as a kid than all the older people who were always going to, to, to work for somebody else. Just growing up, that's where I came from. Didn't have much self-made. I, I, I mean, literally from not from nothing to nothing to, to you know being a music producer and leading, running businesses and stock groups and helping other people help teach other people how to make money. I've always had the mindset of being an entrepreneur. I've always had mindset, and just with all these other um, opportunities we have, like options and crypto and all that. I mean, it just it just taking it to the next level, and I just really go about my days trying to share that with people. So let me ask you this: So why not? Um, I, you see, like I grew up in Chicago, so you, you got two options, right? To do what you what you actually did right now, which is trying to hustle and trying to figure out, you know, a legit way to make money. And there's the other way we know, like you got to go in and sell drugs or do something that is legal. Like what's where you away from going that route? Because a lot of young people at, at your age during their time too, like a lot of them, you probably know some people who went that way, you know, like started selling drugs, started being you know, in, the, in the gang and all that stuff. Like why, why didn't you go that way? Like what was your mentality like? I think a lot of it was the house, the house and the discipline that I, that I grew up in. So I couldn't come home and tell my dad I was selling drugs. I couldn't come home and tell my dad uh, I was in a game. I was in Compton, but I couldn't come home and tell him that. Um, that would be the end of my life, <laughs> as I knew it. Coming home, telling my dad, um, because I had started making money at such a young age, that was never really a desire. So when I'm six years old and seven years old, and I'm selling lemonade, I'm making money. I was making money before all the rest of the kids were making money. Um, the only people I know who were who were actually selling the drugs, of course, they're older. I, I couldn't do that if I. If I wanted to, but I understood there were other ways to make money because that's all I had known. Like when you're a kid, you don't know about bills and life issues. All you know is, hey, uh, Miss Odessa next door, she said, if I cut the grass, she'll give me $10. I want the $10. I'm going to cut the grass. That's all I knew. It was a way of life. So the same way uh, some kids might come home, play video games or want to skateboard. When I came home, I wanted to walk around the neighborhood and figure out how I could make money. Um, I used to get the Sunday paper, the Sunday papers, and they had all the sale papers. And literally, I used to go through those, say, like a Target ad, and I used to say, I can buy this, I can buy this, I can buy this, I can buy this, depending on what the price was. And my goal as a kid was to be able to be able to say I can buy anything in this entire catalog if I choose to do so. So that's always been my goal, not to necessarily Man. just accumulate myself, have the ability in case I needed to. So that's all I knew. That's what kept me away from it because I just grew up knowing it, it wasn't necessary. Man, from a young age, you already had that mentality. That's 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 crazy, man. <laughs> For you to even like have that type of thought and stuff. So, <laughs> so it, it looks like you kind of like you were looking for a problem and you had solutions for them. You know what I mean? Like you were basically walking around the neighborhood seeing like who needs help and how, how right. I can make money. Absolutely. And, and, and it's the same thing, same thing to this day. If I can help somebody else solve a problem for you, you know, and, and create some value and you want to compensate me for it, that, that's what I'm looking for. So, hey, you're going out of town. And so here's the thing about it. When people know what you do, um, just like in any other aspect, they'll come to you 
So it got to a point where people say, hey, Will, I have extra money or I have a job for you. Would you like to take the job? So I was a kid, you know, I had my weekend. I only had so much time and I'm literally planning out schedules, you know, as a kid, just, just you know, so people say, hey, Will, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm trimming the tree over here. I'm going to go ahead and get $30. You know, come over here and, you know, do this. I'm getting money. I've just always had that mindset. Um, I, to be honest, I don't, I tell people, I don't really know. Everybody's different. I think we're all born and we're blessed with these different talents and mindsets. And mine was always to try to be efficient. Um, and I just always wanted more than moves around me. I can't even say why. I just felt like I would just see things that other people had going on, different families, nice to look around the families in my neighborhood. And I was like, there has to be more than that. And so that's what my mind, I don't know where it came from. I just understood that the way we're living is not the best way. It, there's, it can be better. We, we can do better. And that was always my goal was to live the life that I wanted to and not the one I had to. That's that's amazing, man. And it's like um, you almost have that mentality where, you know, like um, you're looking for that next change. Like you're not you're not you're not willing to settle. Like that's that's the good thing about it. You know, you're not willing to settle. And you like and I want to mention that, like you definitely have like a good. I would say like once you start showing those traits of, you know, being an entrepreneur and stuff, I feel like you had a good community around you. Like they were like, hey, Will is willing to do X, Y and Z. If we need some some done, we gotta reach out to Will. He he'll probably do it. So, man, community community Absolutely. is very very important, man. That's 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 definitely dope. So, before we go to the next question, like what's looking at this generation right now, right? Do you feel like they can do the same things that you have done, or do you feel like they have more opportunity now? Because if you look if you look at like your age back in the you know elementary school, high school, do you feel like they can have that same type of mentality to be able to solve those issues in this environment we have right now? Absolutely, absolutely. So. Um, I remember his old basketball coach, and I forget his name. I believe he was coaching Rutgers. And then he said, people like to talk about how children nowadays have changed. And what his, he said was, children don't know enough to change. What have changed are the adults, the parents raising the children. So a lot of the parents don't actually want to be parents. Um, they want to be friends, buddies, um, they, they want to try to portray maybe some kind of inner image versus just actually worrying about what's in the best interest of the children. So everything that happens, of course, it starts with the family and I'm saying specifically the fathers in the home. Um, if we're doing what we need to do, everything else will fall in line. So if we're working hard, um, if we're being leaders, so the thing about it is you can't tell people what to do. You have to show them. So because I trade, for instance, stocks every day and I'm so much into investing, if my son says, um, get some Christmas money, he's going to say, I want to put this in stock. I don't have to tell him. It's just the environment that we've created till this is what he knows. So when he sees other people spending random money to him, he thinks it's strange because he's learned about these bigger pictures. So we teach that if you want these certain things, this is what you're going to have to do. That works nonstop. If you want to be like that, so the kids are supposed to look up to you, right? And so he looks up to the way that I work in my work ethic. And then he has a standard that that is set things that he believes in that he's going to take for it with him and he's going to attract that same energy around him. So we can do it, but it's not going to start with the kids. It has to start with us as adults leading the way, you know, we can't use the, the video games and, and TV shows as babysitters. Mm. You know, we got we to take the kids out. We got to show them what hard work is. Right. You know, we 
physical things. I mean, you don't see too many people. I, I, I don't see people outside playing catch. Nope. At all. Man, <laughs> Which man, is man, weird. I, I, I mean, I just I just don't don't see it too much, you know. Um, so it's we can change. We can change. Um, but it's going to start with the parents. It's going to start with like people like us setting a good example for people. And, uh, and, and actually, and then holding people accountable. So, so one thing about me, people know, like I don't tolerate excuses. Um, you know, we're all, we're all responsible for the things that we need to do. Um, nobody cares about your excuses, especially as an adult. We just need to do better. We need to be solution oriented. And we can't look for other people to change our circumstances. Absolutely. So absolutely, absolutely. We, we can change it, but it's going to start with the parents. It's going to start with the adults. For sure. That's a fact. That's a fact. It's funny that you mentioned your kid. And um, I had a lesson. I had, a, I had to teach my daughter a lesson today. Uh, actually, yesterday. She's nine. So she's into this whole thing. So she watched me trade and all this stuff. So okay. she came She came one day and she's like, hey, daddy. Uh, I traded my toy with a friend of mine and, you know, was this, was this a good trade? So I'm like, okay, let's look at it. Like, what toy did you get? <laughs> and she's like, oh, I got this. She got like this little koala thing that goes on your finger. I was like, okay, um, what toy did you, what toy did you trade it for? She had a lemur. I was like, okay, now think about it. Is the koala you got worth more or less than what you gave the, the, your friend? And she's like, I think the koala is worth less because it's smaller and the lemur is a little bigger. I was like, okay, so is that a good trade or a bad trade? She's like, oh, it's a bad trade. I was like, exactly. Mm. You always right. want to trade higher, right? right. The whole thing we always <laughs> right. talk about, right. buy low, sell high, right? So it's like, right. it's right. simple. It's simple. It's a simple mm. lesson in business. And just like, and I feel like that's going to carry her all the way around. And I absolutely agree with you. We as adults have changed, but now we also have to, we have to train our children to change in a positive way, not in a negative way. So I absolutely right. agree with you, man. So Ronnie, what you got, man? Yeah, man, that's definitely great. So <clears throat> I kind of just want to kind of see, like, how did, you know, your back, your upbringing and, you know, going after getting it um, transitioned into stock, the stock market? Like, how did you transition from that into the stock market? Um, so I, I would say people who really invest in the stock market, the entrepreneurs, um, you, you kind of have to have some forward thinking and a little bit of vision. And I'll literally, I'll literally say it like this. This is an absolute true story. Um, I have been trading stocks. I traded, um, I used to trade actual securities like stock options, just buy low, sell high. So I maybe find some news, FDA approvals or something like that. And I know a lot of people trade like that. So I literally started off with a Google search. This is literally how my mind works. I said, how do the richest people in the world make their money? What is the fastest way to make most money possible? And so I start down this rabbit hole. I want to know the answer to these questions. And I started to learn in all these strategies of all these different investors, billionaires, the Warren Buffett's and the like, David Teppers. And then I got into this thing that's never really talked about, which was the options trading. So once I learned that I could actually take what I was already doing and gain some leverage through the options trading. For me, um, it, it was a no-brainer. So I'm always looking for opportunities to make money, um, especially passive. But if I can make something really, 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 really fast, um, then that's what drew me in. So I wanted to know how to get rich, how to get rich fast. What are other people doing to get rich? So there's all these kinds of things that you can do. You, you know, you can do you can do your real estate. You can you know um, hold stocks. 
collect dividends, but of course, those are time-based. And I was trying to do things in the fastest amount of time possible. Um, I got started late, no silver spoon, so I'm trying to work twice as hard and play catch-up. And so I wanted to master um, trading options because I know this was a direct route to the money. So a lot of people... You might go get a college degree, but what ends up happening, you, you get the college degree to go work most times for someone else um, to get paid less than you deserve right. to immediately want to make plans to do something else. With stock trading, I figure if I spend all my time educating myself and becoming a master of this skill, I can change not only my life, but the lives around me of other people very, very quickly. So I was looking for something I could do quickly that I could teach to other people to change life. And once I found um, the options trading part of uh, of the stocks, it was it was it was it was no turning back. I mean, I'm addicted. Like I, I love I love it. I just love investing, but specifically in options, just because the returns are so fast. If you know what you're doing. The returns are amazing. <laughs> <laughs> The returns are amazing. Um, sure. So kind of talk to us a little bit about your journey into the options world. So what was your, you know, what was your, 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 your first kind of like trades? How did that look like? You know, and then you can kind of tell us a little bit like, you know, what was your, what was the best play you played? And then what was the worst play you played? Kind of like share that a little bit with us so can, people can understand. Yeah. So when I first started out, I was in a group, um, TC Options, and uh, I'm sure I'm familiar with Keith Keeley and Keith. I mean, he, 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 my first play, I think I, I got in the Zoom. I, I was scrolling down Instagram. I joined the community. I saw the ads. I think the first play I paid had, it was like a Walmart play. I think I got one contract. I paid about $37. And let me tell you, the next day, that contract went to like $330. I'm showing somebody, I'm like, this is too easy. This is too easy. They've been hiding this from us. This is too easy. The next day, um, or a few days later, we went on a rocket trade. I mean, it was a rocket trade. Same thing. Um, so this was around August, or going toward the end of August of 2020. Um, almost another thousand percent instantly. Um, then September 3rd comes, yeah. and I see all these people completely getting destroyed. I'm not, again, I don't know what's happening. Robin Hood's <laughs> malfunction. And people, people trades won't go through. And I hear anything. <laughs> now, remember, I had just started and I wasn't over leveraged. I was in there learning, you know, like I said, getting my $30 contract. <laughs> I just, you know, just taking one contract at a time. So I actually didn't lose a lot that day, but um, virtually nothing. But I saw people losing thousands and thousands. I had literally seen people who had made hundreds of thousands of dollars literally lose tens of thousands of dollars in a single day. Um, I was one of those people. Yeah, so was I. <laughs> <laughs> right. So it's just a lot of people. I felt like, see, a lot. the thing about the space was because it's very, very new to us. So a lot of people, you know, we had a really, really good year in 2020, a really, really good year coming off the pandemic. Um, so if you knew what you were doing at that time, you could have threw a dart dart at a at a, at a stock stock sheet. It, it, you know, it wouldn't matter what you did. But then I saw when I needed help after that point, there weren't a lot of people I could go to and ask questions. I wanted to know what happened and nobody can give me an explanation. Uh, I knew th there, there has to be more to this. It can't just be like, this is the way it is. 
Um, I grew up with a mindset of failure is never an option. Even if it is someone's fault and it affects you, you still need to deal with it. So it doesn't matter if it's your fault. You know, somebody has a gun. It doesn't have to be your gun. You're still going to get pulled over and you're still going to get put on the ground and you're still going to get questioned if it has nothing to do with you. Just because it doesn't necessarily have anything to do with you, um, it doesn't mean that you're not affected. So I wanted to know all the different factors that would um, possibly affect me in a negative way in the market. I, I began this journey. Um, I, I can't remember. Like there was a time I, I don't even remember sleeping because I had to know. Um, that was just in my nature to know. So I began to know. Mm. I began to know. Um, and a lot of times I just took what I already knew, the same concept as buy low, sell high. Right. You simplify it to options. But I think a lot of a lot of people got really difficult and they started um, using different kinds of ways to try to figure out which, which were the right ones to pick. I always knew at the end of the day, even if I talked to Warren Buffett, the greatest people in the world, I always knew buy low, sell high was the way. So you can go to any financial advisor in the world. You can go to Goldman Sachs. You can go to the biggest billionaire. They're going to tell you the same thing. I say, this is my strategy. I like to buy low, sell high. Sell How high. do you feel about that? <laughs> They're going to say, say you're, you're a pretty smart investor. Yep. That's what yep. I think the smartest investors in the world will say. You're a pretty smart investor. Yep. Um, yep. So I just that's, that's kind of how my option journey started. And then from there, it just expanded, of course, into, you know, starting a business and running a group and, you know, trying to help people on a, on a daily basis. Right, right. So for sure. And, and, you know, and kudos to you, man. Like I always tell people this, like a lot of people quit in September and that's not a joke. Like a lot of people quit in September. A lot of people right. just lost everything. The port just went dead. They stopped playing because he's like, you know, some people didn't come out from come back from that from that uh, from that drop. Right. So for those of us who stuck around, we we're finally learning how to play this thing smart. Right. Not necessarily kind of like you said, it's picking a picking the stock and throwing the dart and hoping it hits a thousand percent. Right. You know what I mean? Now it's like more strategic. Like now we're looking at, you know, we're looking at stock, we're analyzing it before even like we're looking at price action, we're looking at any catalyst, anything like that to drive it up. Like we're looking right. at all this different. How how does it look on a quarterly, monthly, weekly, daily, down to the four hours, the one hour? We're looking right. at all of those things. If he told me all these things last year, right. I'd be like, the heck are you talking about? Like, I just look at it, it's green, it's right. going up, I'm buying a contract. Right. Call. There's there you go. Like, what, what are you right. <laughs> I gotta look at all these time frames and stuff. So For sure. and I always tell people, like, I feel like we got a master's degree in the stock market in finance, period. Cause now I can look at I can analyze stocks in a way that like it's like if you put me in a room with a with somebody from Wall Street, I can probably go toe to toe with them because it's like I know a lot more. Right. Now, you know what I mean? Right, right. I think taking accountability for your education and actually spending time and spending money. That's I think that's one thing that people miss around. And I kind of wanted you to touch base on that a little bit because I feel like people don't understand. Like, yes, you can go on YouTube. Yes, you can go on this thing. But at some point, you have to spend a little bit of money in educating yourself a little bit more. Also, so kind of talk to a little bit about investing in yourself. So when you went out and got education, like what's up? What sort of things that you looked at? What's up? What type of people that you actually ask? What kind of questions you ask people when you start looking your when you start doing your, your education journey? So originally, most of the education had started um, on YouTube videos. So I'm sure many people just started out YouTube University. Um, you're getting a lot of answers. So what was so crazy? I ended up joining the group because there was nece not necessarily anybody that I felt like I could talk to that I knew personally. 
Um, so I end up joining community. Now, what ends up happening is a lot of people, even in the community, even they, they have great intentions, they want to help. But a lot of times people can't teach you what they don't know. Um, I have a lot of self-confidence, a lot of belief in myself. Um, and I know that if I study long enough um, and I put in enough effort, I am going to get the results. Um, so whether it was paying for a class, um, I pay for one-on-ones. I want to skip steps. I don't want to go through all of the grunt work yep. to finally have uh, be able to aggregate the information to make it what I actually need. So we have hours and hours of video, but I needed to speak to people who were actually um, more advanced. So just like life, there's levels to anything, and you kind of spot out the people who are more dedicated. And so I end up talking to those people. I talk to people, uh, one-on-ones with people like Wealthy Soon, Cam G, uh, my guy, um, helping me learn all the ins and outs. Think or swim. I had been trading, had been knowing how to find lows, but then I didn't know how to use think or swim. I was still in Robin Hood. And so getting a one-on-one, uh, with Cam teaching me how to use Robin Hood, it literally helped me skip the line and take um, my skills to the next level. So the stuff he's telling me, it made the game easier. Now I could have taken the time to try to uh, uh, go through a million more charts and a million more videos, or I could literally just go straight to the source. Um, I could be out on my own or I could be a part of community. And one of the things I always say is trading is a team sport. It's an absolute team sport. Um, hedge funds, there's no hedge fund individual who trades by themselves. The biggest hedge fund, they have different groups. They have the mathematicians, they have the chartists, the analysts, they have the fundamental people. They have the hop people who hop on planes and have conversations with the CEOs of this company. So you need to have a lot of eyes. You need to have a lot of brain power. Um, you need to have a lot of resources. Um, you need to have a lot of thoughtfulness. Um, you need to have a lot of ingenuity and people who are actually self-motivated and um, growing themselves so that you you can grow along with those people. Um, so investing in yourself, anybody who's been successful at anything understands the value of investing in yourself, whether it's your time, energy, and finances, and the people who fight against investing their time, energy, and resources into their self-development will be stagnant in life. So it's kind of like a, a stock trading sideways. You know, we, we, we want to and I, I think most people live a life of trading sideways. So you have small ups, small downs, but people will typically trade along this one line. Um, I, in order to get to that next level and to get that breakout that we're looking for, to get out of this chop, you're going to have to invest in yourself. There's just no way around it. I tell people the success I have and the reason I can feel so confident is because of the work. Confidence comes from the work that you put it in and then seeing how the work translates to results. Um, like I say, everybody's not, everybody's not, everybody's not built for this, but for, you know, for the ones who are, you know, they, they know you, you have to, you have to invest in yourself. You got to be willing to do things that you aren't. If you want to get the results that they don't get. This absolutely. Is. Absolutely. And I wish, I wish everybody was built for this, man. Honestly, like, right. I feel like this is, this is a solid way to, make money without having to go clocking in somebody else's job and somebody else's company. Like, you know what I mean? I wish everybody was built for this, at least for the investing part, at least for the buy and hold. You know what I mean? So like, I, I wish everybody would literally just understand this space and actually jump into it. So I hope, I hope, you know, people listen to this, like, if anything, man, just explore the idea of just getting into the stock market. You know what I mean? The, the younger you are, the earlier you get into it, the more you realize the gains, man. So make sure you get into it. Ronnie, what you got, bro? 
Yeah, man. So, you know, I would say tell the people a little bit like I know we had, you know, FICO, Cam, um, check my um, check my resume and um, invest for legacy. When did the when did you, uh, you know, integrate the strat and how has the strat changed it? How you trade it? Well, what's interesting, the strat hasn't actually changed how I've traded because buy low, sell high, right? So what ended up happening with the strat did was provide a communication system. So if I were to say something was down and it's reversing and it's going back up, how would I communicate that to someone else? So I've always been playing the strat in theory without actually playing the strat. So anybody buying lows and watching the candlesticks technically go up or make two ups or two downs to three ups or something like that, you're buying low, selling high. How do you communicate what you see? So for me, um, and one thing I always do with this is I always make sure to keep my, my receipts for whatever I do. So I make sure to call out plays. My thought process was if I can't speak the play to someone else, um, I probably shouldn't do it. So I was making hundreds of percent plays, thousands of percent plays by myself in the other groups. People would think that it was fake. I've had people say, send me a screenshot, show me this. So I've always make sure to keep my receipts. That's one of my big things that people follow me. If I say it, just know it. I have the receipts. I'll show you. I have other people that will back me. I have the receipts. So I've always been able to see. I mean, I've always been to say, Cam G, check out this play. Contract seven cent. I got three weeks. I'm going to get a thousand. This is before the group. This is this is when everyone else thought it was a fake. So um, the strat allowed us to communicate. So if I, if I see a reversal coming, how would I even tell that to the people? So a lot of these groups, people are using a bunch of different technical indicators and nobody's right. using the same standard Look. by which to judge. So you'll actually have people fighting back and forth because nobody can identify what the other person is looking at. But the strat allows us to communicate. You can tell me, look at the chart, and I can just almost immediately tell you whether I like the chart or whether I don't like the chart and mm -hmm. actually explain why. I can explain the codes. I can say the time frame continuity is to the downside. So the strat is the ultimate communication to get us all on the same page and to provide something that can give consistency to know why. Of course, we know trading, nothing is always going to go in your direction, but you need to do, know what to do. Mm -hmm. You need to to be able to have a plan to decide what to do when it doesn't go in your direction quickly and how to benefit when things are going your direction. So the strat is just really a communication um, that allows everybody to be on the same page. So that, that's why I love the strat. That, that's what changed the, the, the main thing um, was to be able to communicate. So that was that. Was dope, man. It's like the strat, the strat has its own language, man. Like, <laughs> right, right, right. right. That's, all that's all it was. You know, you're in groups, you're like, I'm looking at a at a I don't know a I don't know SMA EMA. And you're like I'm looking at the EMA nine. I'm looking at somebody says oh I'm looking at the SMA line nine. Mm -hmm. I'm looking at the two hundred. Is it the EMA or the SMA? Or I'm looking at the RSI right, is right. below. How much? Like what level do you set your RSI? I do mm. eighty twenty. Oh, I do <laughs> seventy thirty. So everybody, everybody gonna have this their, is their oversold. This is. <laughs> Right. And then there's a lot of things that don't actually exist that people talk like there's a lot of concepts like people say, oh, I don't they'll make rules for no reason. <laughs> um, like what I, what I mean is they'll say, I won't get into a stock that's run up over seven percent. I don't know how that's a very arbitrary number. 
I don't know where it came from. Yeah, or where did you like, get that from? <laughs> it's at an all-time high, so therefore I'm going to stay away from it. I don't know where that came from. I don't actually know what that means. Mm. <laughs> but these are things where this has run too far. It has to come down. I don't know where you got that from. <laughs> but, so a lot of people, a lot of people are literally just making things up. They're right. just making them up. Oh, it's overbought, oversold. Um, if those things, as we know, if those things were true, people would win all the time. If it was that easy, if it was that easy, then then you would just say, oh, it's it's oversold. Just buy it. Right. Right. Yep. Because I certainly, I certainly <laughs> fell into that. I certainly fell into that time and time again, where it's like, oh, this thing ran too far, man. Like, it, it has to come down, you know? And then for two weeks, it just keeps going up. I was like, what the heck? Like, when is, yeah. is right. it going to come down? You know what I mean? So it's like, if you, if right. you want to buy a contract thinking it's going to come right. down, right. you you getting murdered by Theta and all these different things in fly volatility, you're getting killed down there. Right. You know what I mean? So it's like, right. yeah, I, I get that, man. I got, I got burned so many times just for having that thought that something went too far and it's going to come down. I still, I still catch myself sometimes like, Oh, okay. This thing went too far. I can, then he's like, okay, you got to sit down. Like, okay. What are the price actually telling you? What are the price actually telling you? What is, how far is, where here's is something going? else. Here's something else. Interesting. For sure. Here's something interesting this year on the September expiration put contracts, the most value we've had almost in history. There have never been more put contracts than there were for this uh, September expiration. And that is simply because people believing things that were made up in their mind. Mm. They believed that because something may have happened before or because um, something they feel might be seasonal, that something was abound to come, which is the number one thing that you don't do in the stock market. Um, what the strat allows for is actionable signals. And I tell people a lot of stuff is not an actionable signal. Actionable signals, right. things that tell you to get in or get out without guessing. Um, it doesn't matter what the stock market does. It matters what your play is doing mm -hmm. at the time. So I would tell people, I remember it's a really rare day in the market and I posted on my story. Um, they're like, it's so bad. And I said, you need to do better. See what people don't want to take accountability. They want to blame <laughs> the stock. The <laughs> they want to, they want to blame the president. They want to blame COVID stimulus, unemployment checks, anything that will be outside of them taking responsibility for I made a mistake or I need to get better. So it was a red, red, red day in the market. And I said, for everybody complain, I want you to understand this. I showed them a, a plug chart. It was a plug chart that day. I said, plug chart has went up 12% today. Why weren't you in plug? Nobody had an answer. The reason is because you didn't know that you were supposed to be in plug. You didn't know. The thing about it is I wanted to know. So every time mm -hmm. I saw these divergences, I wanted to know why is this happening? Why is that happening? I had to get into sector. I had to get into even more than that. I had to get to industry. Mm -hmm. I've had to make my own list of things that I see running together that are not necessarily sectors that are. As a fact. Um, learning what things move the most. Mm -hmm. So if I have oil companies and I decide to invest in oil options, which oil company will pay me the most? Like, oh, yeah. So this is what's crazy. <laughs> I actually know the answers to these questions. Or if I were to play a certain gaming stock, so there's ne not necessarily a sector for gaming stocks, mm -hmm. right? But it's an entire industry. Right. And then even with that, that it goes into different sectors. You might have the, or different different uh, pieces, I would guess I'd call it. So you have the casino part of the game. Yeah, so sports. you have, you know, the MGMs, the wins, the Vegas, 
the Caesars, but then you have the DraftKings, other right. aspects of gaming. So you have the defense, the DraftKings. So if I were to, so my thing about it is, I'm an information person. I want to know more information than everybody else because mm-hmm. information is power and it simply gives me an advantage. So just to drop a little gem. So if I were to say who's the biggest gaming company in the United States, you'd probably hear everything except the biggest one. Um, you'd hear DraftKings, PIN, maybe Skills or something like that. But the biggest one is IGT, Ticker Center mm-hmm. International Gaming Corporation. It is the biggest gaming company. The options move credible. Um, the It has a lower IV um, than say DraftKings and PIN. So that when it actually starts to move, the volatility increases in the contracts wow. will far outweigh the value on a lesser movement. But that just to drop a little gem, just to know the different things. I wanted to know, like I wanted to know what is the biggest oil company in the United States, right? So I, so what's so crazy is I ask people all these questions. I know the answer, but I like to give people homework too because a lot of times right. investors they're like. Like I should know this, <laughs> right, <laughs> like, right, so, right, right, right. So I just want to encourage people to learn even more. So, so yeah, I'm I'm so into it. I study. This is this is what I do. I study all day, all night. I'm very passionate about it. I want to know more. I want to be Kobe. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, you know, I, I want to mm-hmm. be the first one in. I want to be the first, the, the last one out. I want to earn the right to call my teammate Shafiz Sharman. Hey. I want to earn the right <laughs> and have nobody else me and I or say anything. <laughs> this man puts in so much work. If you were to question him, that is your fault because he has the results to prove it. That's so that's that's what I want to be. I'm going to put in so much work, have so much information. Nobody can tell me. Anything. And that's and that's man. That's again going back to that whole you know investing in yourself and learning to elevate your game. Like I mean, that's like. You just literally touch on that. Like you don't have to remain stagnant. If you really take this thing seriously, that's what you do all the time. You know what I mean? What is to be like, like you said, joining group or doing research and stuff like you, you have to be in the zone. Like I'm telling you, like you gotta be in the zone. Like it has to be something that you do on a regular basis. Like every, every other conversation I have with people right now is about stock. That's how crazy it is. Like, I could be sitting and talking to somebody about food. The next thing I know, we're talking about stock. Like they could be eating Chipotle. I'm like, hey, do you have you looked into Chipotle stocks? <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> I mean, I've invested. If, if people look at my followers, or, or, or not the followers, but the pages that I follow, I don't have any nonsense. Amen to that. I don't have. It's very, very, very specific, uh-huh. um, very concise. My timeline is going to be filled with the content that I want it to be filled with, the things that are going to help me uh, reach my goal. So I have financial goals. My goal is not to you know, follow Instagram models. Um, I'm not looking for the best recipes. I'm not um, trying to find the next great musical artist. I'm trying to mm-hmm. find investment opportunities and follow the people who are presenting content that will help me reach the goals or at least inspire me um, or even give me ideas to help me reach my goals. So I believe mm-hmm. when you immerse yourself in um, the things you see through your eyes, the things that you hear, those are number one things I tell, I'm gonna say the number one, but some very important factors I tell people you know what's on your social media like what pages are you following and Mm -hmm. are those pages benefiting you Mm -hmm. or are they wasting your time um are you wasting time on for instance a clubhouse app talking Mm -hmm. you could be doing right you can say that again (laughs) (laughs) right so you need to you need to be immersed in you you need to you know 
I was no, going to no, say, go ahead, I was going to say, I think <laughs> that the, the takeaway that people need to listen to is the curiosity. Um, you got to be curious. Right. And I think that a lot of people aren't curious to know more. So they end up giving up because they don't they think that they hit a certain dollar amount and that's it. Instead of there's always more that you can learn. So right. I think people should really take away. But based off of what you're saying is you got to be curious and you got to have a passion and, and want to do this. Can't be something like, oh, I made a couple of dollars. I'm done because you won't last. Mm-hmm. It won't last. Mm-hmm. It's not <laughs> so, a hobby. It's right. not a hobby. And I also want to go back to what you said, especially when it comes to social media. Um, I, I feel like people do a good job of the physical environment where they like they, they're good at like letting go people, letting people go in the physical world. So you can create that in your physical environment. But right. if we, as we know, we spend way more time on our phones and in front of a computer on the Internet than we spend with people sometimes. Like, and, it, and it's a sad thing to say, but it's like we do. So in essence, you got to apply that same principle mm-hmm. online, like clean up, clean up your Instagram, clean up your if somebody's not adding value to your Instagram. Why are you following them? Why are they on your timeline? You know what I mean? Like you literally have to make sure like you are hyper focused on your goal that you're doing. It doesn't have to be stocks. It can be anything. You can be like, even if you're into music, maybe that's all the people you follow is music. If you're into businesses, maybe you follow entrepreneurs and all the different things, but it's like, you really have to be hyper, hyper, hyper focused and stuff. Um, the other thing you mentioned is content, bro. I love that content you, po- you, you posted about how to pick NFTs like that. That blew my mind. Like it was, oh, right. I think it was like six or seven <laughs> right. slides. Like I was like, oh my God, like right. that literally helped me kind of like, because I was like, you know, we talked a little bit about, you know, NFTs last time, but I was like, okay, if I was to pick NFT, where exactly would I do? What exactly would I look for? You know, what is it that I'm, I'm trying to accomplish and stuff? So in speaking to that, man, can you touch base a little bit about NFTs, man? Like, cause I feel like people need to like understand what's happening, especially with NFTs and the crypto world also. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, NFTs, um, it's all the way right now, non-fungible tokens. Um, it's interesting because a lot of people think that people are simply buying art. And what people say, why would somebody pay a million dollars, $70 million for a piece of digital art? Now, it's the same thing if I say, why would somebody pay for you know millions of dollars for a piece of art to hang in their house? If I, if I told anybody what is the value of that, they'd be probably be they'd be probably pretty pretty stuck. Like I I don't know they they really 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 like it. Right. Um, we as human beings in the human race, we determine what has value. Um, we determine you know some people um, were trading seashells at one point, right? Yep. Um, <laughs> Um, trading gold, trading, um, it could be livestocks and, and, and crops. So we've always had a certain kind of um, currency. The currency that we currently have in the system that we use is completely awful. Um, and I'll get into some simple reasons, but the number one is our lives are being stolen from us through our time, through our energy, through all the ways that we go about trying to accumulate this fiat currency. So whether it's going into debt, going to school, and you get a job to make a certain amount. So this is how your life gets stolen from you. Mm -hmm. And this is a bigger point of going into crypto. And I want people who are not into it to really understand this is pretty scary. This is not a fun and games thing that's happening. Some people see crypto 
and they think, oh, there's just, you know, these coins you invest in and I've heard it's risky. Mm -hmm. I'll tell you why this is important and why this is life changing. And the people who are not in fact uh, um, involved are going to be affected the most and it's going to completely hurt. So I might be fearing people into crypto and NFTs, but I'm going to explain and I'm going to fear people into it. I don't have an understanding. Mm -hmm. You go to work, you're already in debt when you start this work. Take this job. They give you 200 bucks. You made her 200 bucks for that day. Okay. Immediately, they're going to take it for taxes. Right. Um, every time you go to the store, they're going to take some more taxes. You want to buy a house? They're going to take some more taxes. Yeah. Buy a car? They're going to take more taxes. When you retire, if you set aside for retirement, they're going to tax the money before. Yep. Or they're going to tax the money. At. The other factor we have is just consistent money printing. Um, and I kind of mentioned the seashells. I'm not going to get into that. That's a whole other thing. <laughs> but the 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 money printing continuing to make your value of your money uh, decrease. Right. Right. This right. man paid. So we'll go back to that two hundred dollars that you made. Twenty years from now, that two hundred dollars. If I tell somebody, what do you actually believe your two hundred dollars will be worth in twenty years? And it's crazy when you think about it. People like mm -hmm. it'd be virtually nothing. Nothing's going to be less. The cars aren't going to be less. The homes aren't going to be less. Nothing's going to be less. So the question is now, what did you actually work for? You put your money in the bank. The bank loans your money out. But then if you want to get some back, they're going to charge you interest. Um, <laughs> it is just it's, so it is completely crazy. Um, I, I'm just thinking a personal situation. I put a check or a deposit, maybe it's like ten thousand. The bank tells me that I have to wait 10 days to get my money in 2021 when everything is electronic. These interest rates are given to you by someone else for their benefit. Now, what cryptocurrency does is it evens the playing field because there's a limited supply. In a lot of countries, we have so much inflation that the people working are basically working for free, regardless of the amount of talent they have, regardless of how they're affecting the world around them. That's a fact. So somebody in a in a in a in a high in a high inflation environment might want to sell a piece of art, but if you're selling it within that certain currency in a certain uh, ecosystem, it might be valueless outside of an ecosystem. What Bitcoin and cryptocurrency does is allow you to get the full value. It democratizes the finances, right? So if somebody in the United States wants to give you $500, you're going to get the $500 of actual cryptocurrency, not some kind of deflated exchanged value, meaning I'm going to always stay on top and you're going to be always at the bottom because I can take advantage of all the work you do. Cryptocurrency flat out democratizes the financial system. Here's what's scary. Because there's a limited supply, our goal should be to accumulate as much of the asset without ever looking at the fiat cost of the mm -hmm. asset because the fiat currency is going to be virtually worthless. So use that $200 example, that $200 of fiat currency that you believe you're putting into the cryptocurrency like Bitcoin or Ethereum, mm -hmm. regardless of the price, regardless of the price that you actually pay for it, will maintain its value and over the con over time actually appreciate. Increase. Yep. So that $200 that that man put in Bitcoin last year or the year before, the year before, the year before, <laughs> the year, at any point that the people decide to get in, keep the people, at any point up. that you decide to get in your $200, it's going to go up. Yep. It's going yep. to be more.
You control the asset. Now, here's the thing. We control the asset. So we can loan out our money and we are the ones who benefit from the interest. Earning interest on it. So I can loan out my cryptocurrency. I become the bank. And I'm going to collect that interest. Mm-hmm. In cryptocurrency, you can actually get interest paid on uh, simply holding stable coin in an account. So stable coins are coins that basically equate and maintain the value of the of, of a U.S. dollar. So stable coins basically. So for every dollar you put in there, there are certain places that will give you 10, 20 percent interest back. Yep. Simply for holding it. Um, I know I have a Coinbase card. I don't hold crypto on Coinbase, but I do use it um, like a regular bank. And the reason is because they have cash back. I get 4% cash back and like XLM. Um, nice. There's flat out no other ecosystem or anything that's going on that will help people amass these gains. It's just simply not possible. Um, it could be from anything from random altcoins like Chibu. 2,500%, you know, meaning somebody could take a small, could have taken a small investment. So when I say small investment, of course, we're talking about money that you spend now that will be virtually worthless. Down the road. Down the road. Mm-hmm. There's $100 now. You're not going to be thinking about 20 years from now, 10 years, five now. You won't even think about it next year. But having that money invested and having that produce a return from you um that that's a real thing that's a real thing um that's crazy nfts nft specific people look at the art i would compare the nft art part of it to like an icon on your phone you can switch the icon to whatever you want but when you click the icon it's going to go to the function based on the coding behind the icon each of these nfts are based on actual coding blockchain and they have a value the art that you put on top of it is a personal preference of what you like these nfts are not just things you buy they're assets you're not just buying nfts you're buying an asset you paid with cryptocurrency that cryptocurrency is in the ecosystem it does not disappear it sits there yep it has the actual value of the cryptocurrency mm-hmm. being that it has the value of the cryptocurrency you can actually benefit from it as an asset what That's could you crazy. do Right. See, so you actually you're actually not losing. So when you exchange it for the NFT, you're not, you're not losing. losing. You actually get, man, okay, okay. I'll I give you an example. This is the most simplest way I could put it. So I have property, virtual property on Superworld, NFT. NFTs are actually tokens, but the, what we see are just the icons. I want the people to look at it on the phone. You have the icon on your phone, you have the coding behind that, and when you click the button, right. it doesn't matter what right. icon you get it's going to go to that, you know, execute that contract. Um, so with these NFTs, they are assets that you can actually mint. So the same way you can mint your Ethereum or any crypto coins, there are places that will allow you to mint your Ethereum token, your NFTs. It's literally a token wow. um, and you can mint that to create liquidity uh or for, for liquidity pool so that we can actually conduct transactions i don't want to get too too complicated into it so why would somebody pay 69 million dollars for a squibble the squibble has nothing to do with it it's what's behind the squibble mm. so if i'm somebody i'm rich i have tons of money what am i supposed to do with it? there's only going to be so many tax loopholes i can use i you know you run you can, businesses you know you got a certain money certain mm. amount of money 
you, you got to spend it. Yeah, you can't put it in the bank because the bank so doesn't why not spend it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, they're going to tax. If you don't spend it, you get taxed. Mm-hmm. Spend it, you get taxed. How much money you got sitting around, we're going to tax it. So, of course, right. you can't have money. You have to put it. But you want to put it into something that will maintain the value and um, has the ability to pretend, even if it didn't grow. Literally, mm. even if it didn't grow in value, you just want it to maintain the maintain. value. So a lot mm. of times, right. So a lot of times I tell people this: when you buy things in crypto, for instance, NFTs, you don't pay a fiat dollar amount. Because if you think about it, the dollar amounts are different all around the world. All around. They're, yes. It's Right. You can go some my people, you know, you go to websites, some people have pounds and some people have dollars and we have to just convert it. With crypto, there is none of that. If it says something costs 0.1 Ethereum, it's one 0.1 Ethereum for everybody, whatever your currency is, you That's know, in, in your currency. That's how much it costs. So again, going back to, you can't look at the fiat amount. We're going to actually look at the, the crypto amount. So 0.1 now is always going to be 0.1. Now, the good thing is these assets grow in value. So mm-hmm. 0.1 now, not the same as 0.1 in 10 years. If my NFT that I got for 0.1 never ever went to 0.2, I wouldn't blink. It wouldn't matter. That's crazy. That's crazy. It wouldn't even matter. That <laughs> wouldn't matter because it's an appreciating asset. Now, here's the thing. And I say this is why it's scary because a lot of us, when we grew up, we didn't have access to, say, land. It just wasn't a possibility. We never had a chance to buy the most valuable land. Um, we never had a chance to take advantage of the financial system. If people do not get involved, this is a finite supply. You're going to be working for someone else to get a piece of what they've already accumulated. They already accumulated. So the banks, you get people like Square dedicating all this money to crypto. Um, think Tesla just came out and said their their, their Bitcoin um, investments have produced a billion dollars. Mm-hmm. Rich people are going to continue to get richer. If I say Bitcoin last year compared to Bitcoin next year, compared to what do you think is B? We have Kathy Woods projecting a hundred thousand dollars. If you can buy an asset now, even at these prices, that is projected to move another forty percent, and you don't get involved. I believe at this point there's something wrong with you. Mm. So it's cognitive dissonance. Um, Mark Twain has a quote that I love, and he says, "It's easier to fool someone than convince someone that they've been fooled." Mm. Trying to convince people <laughs> that they have been fooled into believing that this was unsafe. People have been fooled into believing it's unsafe. So trying mm-hmm. to convince people mm-hmm. this is not only not unsafe, this is the safest thing you can do. Right. We have the uh, the boomers and the older generations who are wanting to invest their money in crypto. They have the funds mm-hmm. that will allow uh, elderly people. That's how they're trying to supplement their retirements through crypto. A lot of these older people, what people don't realize about these older people, they've been through the banking situations. Mm-hmm. They don't trust the financial system. If you're 90 years old, 80 years old, you've seen times when you tried to go get money out of the bank and the money wasn't available. There was a few few years ago, people yep. tried to go to ATMs and Wells Fargo would not allow people to take out more than $200 out of an ATM. Um, so these aren't things that we haven't seen before. This is the reality. Mm-hmm. Once the Bitcoin runs out, that's it. Mm-hmm. You don't have it. No, you so figure out how to acquire it. You're going to be in the same position you are today complaining that 
these people have all the power and you don't have any, but the reason is you didn't give yourself any. But this crypto, this is the time for us, retail people, the people who are not millionaires, billionaires, to create wealth for ourselves. We right. become the bank. Um, they talk about this unemployment and whatnot. They, 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 they said, oh, once the employment benefits go away and people are going to go back to work. That was never the issue. Anyway, we already had a labor shortage mm-hmm. before the pandemic. People mm-hmm. had already decided, you know, we're, 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 this is not cool. I'm tired of being stressed out, working all this time, yet I have nothing to show for. for. Um, it's hard, it's hard for people to save because they work so much. They want to enjoy or reap the benefits of some of that. So whether that's buy a pair of overpriced tennis shoes to make, you know, make them feel good about all the work that they put in, whatever the case is, they're going to do it, even though it's not the best thing for them. Um, cryptocurrency is creating wealth for a lot of people. I invest heavily in crypto mining. Have helium miners, um, virtual real estate, um, just just anything. I do passive income um, vi- with video games, making money off of crypto video games, different things mm. like that. Um, I understand the value of assets, and every time somebody tells me, um, I was I was on a call today. I was telling people when people tell me that the crypto market pop. It's not like saying the stock market pop. Um, S&P today went up 1.7%. Mm-hmm. That is considered amazing day. One of the best days of the whole year, 1.7%. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, a good day for crypto is 500%. Like, That's what I was going to say. Crypto moves like um, this. It's, it's crazy know, movements. It's, it's not the same it, yeah, it's it's not the same as um it was Bitcoin under thirty thousand. Oh wow, it is yes. now. Yep. Two, three months. Ethereum under what seventeen hundred to mm-hmm. thirty six hundred. So four, over thousand dollars, yeah. So I mean I mean, so I always tell people it's real money. So I have so much invested in crypto and I tell people I get richer every day. Thanks. Simply based on crypto. Based on I, I passive think, income. I, I, money. I, I, when I think somebody tells, when somebody wakes up in the morning. <laughs> I think it's okay. So I know you got some thoughts. No, I was no, no, no. Because I feel like I feel like uh, people people keep missing the boat, right? So my my wife and I always have this conversation where I feel like the the, the wealth creations keep pivoting. I don't know if you, I'm, I'm trying to explain in a way people can understand. Like the wealth creation process keep pivoting, okay, for sure. and I feel like we always end up on the last thing that people got rich off when the rich people already moved on to the next thing. I, I don't think if, if people could understand what I'm saying, like, so what is to be Absolutely. real estate? What is even us being in the stock market right now? I feel like, yes, we're making good money, but I feel like people have already moved on to the next thing. Like we right. get into the stock market, we're making good money. We're right. happy with it. But it's like that next wave has already been happening, you know, with the crypto and the NFTs and all that stuff. And it's like, by the time, by the time we get to the NFTs inside, there's gonna be something else. Like, you know what I mean? It's like, I feel like it's 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 like almost like one step behind all the time. And I hate that. It's like, why can't we all be like, you know, catch up to those things? And there are people, like I remember this one guy on on, on YouTube on YouTube, he literally have like on a on hundred views or something like that. He said, Look, just buy a hundred dollars mm-hmm. worth of Bitcoin. I think that was back in like early 2000. He's like, just buy a hundred dollars worth of Bitcoin, right? And he literally, that's all he talked about. Right. And that was like what 10, 15 years ago. If you would have bought a hundred dollars worth of Bitcoin, mm-hmm. I don't, know, I don't right. even want to. I don't even want to know how much is that right. going to worth right now. It's it's worth a boatload of money. But, but a lot know, of people watch that video and then and then act on it. You know what I mean? So I was going to say, you know what the the issue is, is that when somebody tells you something, 
our culture tends to not believe it until everyone else jumps on the boat. So if I told you something back 10 years ago, you might not hop on it because it's not the fad. And then social media makes everything bigger. So that's why everyone now is buying Sheba, right? Like, oh, oh, go get the Sheba coin. Go get, go get the cut social media. And then if you would have hopped on Sheba last year, you wouldn't, you'd be straight right now. Right, 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 right. Hundred percent, hundred percent for sure. Here's the thing about it: is we're early, we're early. So last year, I believe the last stat I saw is probably higher than that. Now it showed thirteen percent of people had traded crypto. Only thirteen percent. Um, here's the, here's the, here's the thing too: because we're so involved in it, I think we take for granted that other people don't know what we know because we're part of a small community speaking amongst other who are pe- people who you know are pretty much into it. Right. Um, I went to Seven Eleven other. Day. I have my black investor sweat, my black uh, investor hoodie on. So I'm walking hey, to the shout store. out to Cam. <laughs> and the ghost. Yeah, my man Cam G hooked these up. There's like a, a exclusive limited run from a little while ago. But I'm at the 7 Eleven. She goes, Your investor? I said, Yeah. And I'm showing her my, my Instagram. And she's asking about NFTs and crypto and banks. And she goes, The first thing she says was, is, aren't, aren't cryptocurrencies safe? And I'm explaining about are unsafe. Aren't they dangerous? Aren't you going to lose all your money? And mm. um, she's explaining about the banks. And all the, she thinks she doesn't know anything about banks. She believes, she says, Why shouldn't I keep my money in the bank? So we're still dealing with that. People who just absolutely. I have no idea. That's why even on some of the social media stuff I do, I've, tried, I've learned that even though it may seem very, 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 very simple to me, a lot of people flat out don't know. I guess I made the post like oh, even yeah. yesterday just about Bitcoin or, or crypto coins to buy. We're so involved that other people don't know anything that I posted. So whether mm. I say Bitcoin, what is Ethereum? What is VAIN? They have absolutely mm. no idea. So that's one thing I made sure, um, and I'm, I'm trying to do it more, is to not take things for granted because mm-hmm. we are we are part of a small community. As far as mm-hmm. NFTs being traded, the actual NFT market is bigger than the actual crypto market itself. Which is wild. Meaning <laughs> people are taking the cryptocurrency and not just holding it, they're using the crypto to actually buy, buy the art. Right. Yep. right, so the bottom of your eight NFTs so the money of, so this is the thing about cryptocurrency. Nobody's just buying it and holding it. And that's the main takeaway. People are taking the crypto and using the crypto to produce other uh, income. And I'll show you in my prime example, um, helium hotspot miners. I tried to put people on those. I bought mine for maybe $300. Mm-hmm. Got my return on investment back, um, maybe took about 15 days. Um, it's producing passive income. It's literally, if I went to check it, it made me some money. I'm quite sure without having to do anything. Okay. I was able to take that, um, checks and coffers for that. And I think I bought some NFT Moonboy NFTs. I yep. use that to buy these Moonboy NFTs. So it's just taking the assets from one place of crypto and just putting them in another place. Um, the crypto, nobody takes money. I tell people this, nobody takes money out of the crypto market. It just That's just not a thing. It stays there. Um, just uh, before I don't, I don't want to skip over this important thing. I mentioned, I mentored, uh, mentioned um, accumulating the assets. So there are going to be companies that are going to try to take your assets from you. Mm. They're called McDonald's. They're called Starbucks. They're called Amazon. When they say, come in here and use your Bitcoin to buy a T-shirt. Mm. Or go buy a pizza. <laughs> buy a pizza. Right, 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 right. Go buy, go buy a you're, you're going to give them $5 worth of Bitcoin or whatever 
to buy a Frappuccino. That's crazy. So again, the people who with the most means, you're giving them your power. That's facts. Wow. You're mm. giving them of a limited supply. Um, I don't remember who talked about this. The actor, I can't think of his name. Uh, but once we as a people accumulate enough, so you, so you, Billy, you accumulate enough. You, Ronnie, I, I, you accumulate enough. I accumulate enough. And then are are the people who we influence. We all start to accumulate enough, and then our families accumulate enough. What ends up happening is we have power. Because in order for people to get things done, they have to come to us. Mm-hmm. So right now, no one has to come. To we accumulate the asset. People have to come to us. So we come together, um, you know, as a culture, and we educate ourselves in collecting these assets. They're assets. It's monopoly out here. Right. This is flat out monopoly. You get your spaces on the board, and you make money off those spaces. If you allow somebody else to accumulate all the spaces and you have to pay, eventually we know how that goes. You end up going bankrupt. Yep. The person who is going to win is going to be the people, the person who accumulates the assets. Can't look at the fiat dollar amount. It doesn't even matter. Mm Tell somebody. I've told people, you know, I've, I've been the same. I told people five bucks in um, Bitcoin because I just want to encourage people. Um, at the beginning of the year, if you put five dollars in Bitcoin, it would be ten dollars. A lot of times, when when people see that, um, hopefully it encourages them mm-hmm. to actually want to get more involved. Um, although I mentioned I don't use the necessary Coinbase wallet to hold coins, what I do like is they allow people to go in there and learn about cryptocurrencies yep. and actually. You, um, get paid for it. Mm-hmm. So somebody new to, to to Coinbase right now could probably go on there and get thirty or forty dollars. Bro, I made I made like a hundred bucks just educating myself on on some of those things because they pay you, like you said, they, they literally pay you money. To, yeah, <laughs> and then you turn around it's, it's and then you real know, money. It's, yeah. Hey, you I turn around and you convert that, convert that to Bitcoin, man. There you go. Just $100 for free. <laughs> just for right. sitting you know, there. so crazy. You could leave them as the other coin. You can convert it. You mm-hmm. can you can convert it to a coin and start to stake. You, yep. you can do whatever you want. And that's literally for free. That's literally for free. If people don't know, they'll see this and you know, go get your go get your free coins. Um, there's just a lot of opportunities. So here's the deal. Let's say, why is it so easy to make money in crypto? Because it's new. Bottom line is, when things are new, they're easy to make money. When yep. I started um, helium mining, because there were less people doing it, we got paid more. The more people doing it, the rewards go down. It's simply as that. This is a new ecosystem that's being created. Um, NFTs, you know, if you own an NFT, there may not be 50,000 people in the world who own NFTs right now. Mm. There may not be. Uh, as right now, as far as with the cryptocurrency, like I mentioned, we had about 13% of people, Americans, I'm sure it's probably 14, 15 who have traded uh, cryptocurrency or right. owned it, you know, with NFT 0.00009%. I can't remember the exact, it's a lot of zeros. Um, hey, we're weird. in a very, 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 very small community. So I mean, um, I could have got crypto punch for like $100 off of OpenSea a few months ago. And I actually bought some Pokemon because on OpenSea, I just went to the number one. Pokemon was number one. Mm-hmm. Um, CryptoPunks was number two at the time. They had them all for about $100. Oh, wow. You turn $100. Like, yeah. Or just for different raffles, Mikaverts. They had a Mikaverts. It's a cool NFT project. They had a raffle because the interest was so high. Um, the mint costs on those um, was 0.2. So, so for 
for people who are not familiar uh, with what, what Mint is, Mint is just simply when you're when you're uh, connecting your actual art or your uh, to the actual blockchain, so that it's tradable within that ecosystem. So without minting it, I could actually have the piece of art, but it would just belong to me, and it right. would actually have the associated value with it. So when you mint, you actually connect to the blockchain and it makes it tradable within that ecosystem and it registers it says you're the owner. It says when you bought it, the time, and it's in your wallet. And anybody who wants to make transactions after that, you know, they can simply look and then verify that you were the actual owner right. of the contract. So get into those Mikas, they cost point two. If you got in a raffle, you got a you know for point four Ethereum. The base might be six, seven, eight Ethereum, something like that. Mm-hmm. So the point is regular people who are able to put a thousand dollars, two thousand, fifteen hundred bucks, and then instantly overnight, you know, seventy-five thousand. Yep. You know, so these opportunities are only here because they're new. Mm-hmm. Um, and the more people find out about these opportunities, the harder they're going to be able to get into without having an elevated cost. So a lot of these yep. NFT projects, the strong ones right now, you look at Board Ape Yacht Club, if you want to get into they have high floors. A lot of these mm-hmm. NFTs now are actually paying dividends to the holders. So Dang, in, the crypto world, in the crypto world, you can get an NFT, has a value, appreciate, and you can stake it, get money, and you can get dividends all at the same time. That's if crazy. People are, not, are not taking advantage of this opportunity, I feel sorry. I, I, I honestly, I know, I know you understand what I'm saying. Like, I feel sorry for people because we want to help as many people, but you can't force people to do things. You can't. Right force people, um, as you mentioned, Ronnie, to be curious. Um, A lot of times people, you know, I've had people tell me they wouldn't invest until I showed them my bank account. And and it's almost, it's very, very discouraging um, because you know that they don't, they wouldn't say that to everybody. Other people, they'll just give them blind trust. Like they give blind trust to banks. Yep. Right. Blind trust. They'll give blind trust to some random guy in a suit mm-hmm. who has mm-hmm. proven nothing to them. Mm-hmm. But the ones who are actually trying to show you they can help you will typically um, get dismissed. Right, right. And I feel like, you know, as we as we build trust with people, I honestly feel like people, a lot of people want to come along. The right people will come along. The people who are ready to receive the information will come along. You know what I mean? Like, and then, and, you know, and they will understand. So the right people were supposed to touch, I believe, I believe like wholeheartedly, man. Like, I think, you know, we can reach more people if we just we just keep talking about it. We just keep educating the people and networking with people, getting to know people and stuff. I think we can influence a lot more people than we know, even if we get like 10 people to change their life. Like, I feel like we, we have done a right. good service, you know what I mean? And then those 10 people can go and influence their network. And then next thing you know, like the 10 people turn into 100, 100, 1,000 right. and more and more people join and stuff. But. I really, I don't want us to give up on, on especially when, when it comes to our people, man. Like, I, I don't want us to give up on that. You know what I mean? Like, that's that's right. that's always my number one thing. Like, I know uh, a lot of us don't trust each other sometimes and all that, but it's like uh, our our service to this world is to be good people and help people, regardless of what to do with that with that information, with that knowledge. Mm-hmm. All we get, well, all we can do is give the information. Now we cannot force somebody to do something that they don't want to do, but we can always give the information out, man. But bro, man, I just want to say in the wrap up question, man, I appreciate you coming on here. Um, I definitely want people to 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 reach out to you, man. I want more people to reach out to and talk to you about NFTs and stuff, um, and crypto cryptocurrency and stuff. Like, cause I feel like again, going back to my point, this level of wealth building always pivoting. 
is always changing. So it's like, I feel like we are pivoting to the next level now. And always, it always started like really like, you know, nonchalant, right? People don't pay attention. The next thing you know, bam, you know, like, oh, it is the next big thing. It's like, oh shoot. I remember people talking about this a couple of years ago. You know what I mean? I should have jumped in. So right. you, um, you don't want to be that guy. You don't, you no. don't want to say I watched this <laughs> and then Will was on there. He said, I was going to regret it if I didn't do it. Right. Don't, don't be that. <laughs> Don't right. be that person. Right. Like, right. take action. Start off small. You know, small. as I say, you 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 go you gonna go spend that money on a pair of shoes to make somebody else. Yep. Probably a rich person, richer. You're gonna go to the store. You go get that alcohol. You're gonna buy that sixty dollar bottle of that liquor for you know. Hey, get the thirty dollar bottle of liquor. Put the other thirty. We're not saying don't enjoy your life, <laughs> but 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 so what happens is you you, you take that extra thirty dollars and put it on the crypto, and then you realize that thirty turns to sixty six mm-hmm. months later, and you're gonna be like, well, I could have had twenty, but I have sixty, so maybe next time more. I want one twenty instead right. of the sixty. I'll make a different decision next time, but just get started. Just get started for sure. Absolutely, absolutely, Ronnie. What you got, man? Yeah, man, I just want to say, you know, thank you um, for, for breaking that down, because I know a lot of people. Um, that helped me. That helped me a lot, honestly. Yeah, man, definitely. <laughs> and I see a lot of people on social media, man. They just they run towards stuff, but they don't know what they're running towards. Um, so by you, you know, really breaking down and letting people know. Um, and I bring it up again. I think a lot of people need to be more curious, have more curiosity um to to doing better because the way the world is heading um cryptocurrency that's going to be it and nfts right and if you're left behind then you're going to be stuck working you know and not to come at anybody but you don't want to be that person who's 80 years old working at mcdonald's right saying Mm -hmm. i should have would have did crypto when will talked about it you know so i definitely appreciate you man and and i hope the listeners are really taking note and uh, they, they take advantage of that. So appreciate right. you. But go ahead and tell people how to reach out to you, man. How, how could they get in touch with you, follow you and all that good stuff? Yeah, if you want to follow me, it's very simple. Boss Gang VIP um, all across social media. So it wouldn't matter if it's Instagram, Twitter, um, where it is. Discord is, is Boss Gang VIP. Nice. Uh, being, a, being a music producer, artist and all that kind of stuff, I got I got the same name. So, yeah, there's, there's only one Boss Gang VIP. I don't think there's any confusion. So you can just type in Boss Gang VIP. You, you, you'll find it. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, they'll, they'll find you, man. <laughs> They'll find you. <laughs> but in wrapping up, man, I, I, again, thank you so much for coming through. One thing I want to tell people is if you go back to 1985 and you look at how much the dollar is worth compared to what it's worth right now, what my brother will just tell talk to you about is going to make much, it's going to make more, more sense. Go back to 1985. That's like 36 years ago. See how much the dollar was worth compared to today. You will be hella shocked and you will right. definitely start thinking about where to put your money next i'm telling you man this is not this is not a joke this is something that's serious that's happening and you want to get on the way with it with that being said we appreciate your time well and stock culture we are out of here man peace appreciate you bro appreciate you guys for having me